That's music by Otto Lunin, the piece, or well, it's part of a piece. It's called First Fantasia for Violin Solo, and we heard Taylor Giorgio on violin. Really fantastic recording that uh, she did herself. All of the recordings I'm going to play on the program today were done by the performers at home uh, of necessity. It all comes from a project called Shelter Music, and uh, it was put on by the American Composers Alliance. I'll talk a little bit more about it later on in the program. I was really taken by this piece because Otto Lunin is this uh, huge pioneering figure in contemporary music, but he's mostly known for electronic music, or at least I only know him, or mostly know him as an electronic music pioneer. Uh, but one of the interesting things about having moved to New York a few years ago is that there are people around who studied with Otto Lunin, uh, who know John Cage, you know, who know these kind of uh, quasi-mythical characters, at least in the contemporary music field. And my friend Dan Cooper studied with Otto Lunin, and he talks a lot about how he was a conductor, which I did not know. Uh, he was a silent film accompanist early on in the old days, and uh, wrote orchestral music, uh, did all of these things. I had no idea. I only knew about him as an electronic musician. So when I heard this piece, I thought, oh, wow, another example of, <laughs> of his clear, obvious chops for instrumental writing, and I wanted to uh, open up the program with it. Again, this performance by Taylor Giorgio, part of the Shelter Music Project. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead. Today's program is Shelter Music. This was an initiative of the American Composers Alliance, and it was not initially intended to be called Shelter Music for the very good reason that the performers were not meant to have been at home. <laughs> this is going to have been a uh, live concert series, uh, but they pivoted, as we all did, and uh, so it became something new, and, and I think really quite wonderful because uh, it became a lot broader in scope than what was originally intended. So the idea was that uh, there were pieces like this Otto Lunin that already existed, um, uh, Otto Lunin has already passed away, so he couldn't write anything new. Um, and then there were uh, composers who were willing to write new things. And then the ACA partnered them up with performers all around the country, and in some cases in other countries, uh, but all Americans, of course, as part of their uh, mission. And, uh, and they worked together. In some cases, they, they barely communicated. In others, uh, they, they wrote the piece almost collaboratively. It just depended on the different uh, groups. There were dozens of collaborations, and recently the ACA asked me if I would uh, curate a live performance uh, to be aired on uh, YouTube and Facebook, and I was really honored to be asked. So I listened to all of the works, narrowed it down to five, and got to chat with the performers and composers. And somewhere in that process, I was thinking, hey, this is a great idea for a Relevant Tones episode as well. Such a, a marvelous project. So I'm going to chat with some of the composers to some really and uh, feature music that came out of this project. Dedicatee of the piece uh, is somebody that, that I knew very well too, um, uh, close friend yeah. of our families. That's right, that's right. The piece was written, it was written in 1984 for our close friend um, Connie Wallace, who's an amateur cellist, and, and myself, and I dedicated it to uh, Connie's mother, Dorothy Wallace, who was a music lover and uh, arts patron. And um, <clears throat> Connie and I, I think, got through it a couple of times. But very sadly, she, she died of cancer about 20 years ago. Yeah, her, so, her um, given name was Constance. That's right. Constance that's Wallace, right. so thus Constancy, I guess. Am I right? That is right. That's right. And I was thinking about that as I... Was the piece. 
yeah. her constancy. <laughs> Although it, I must say it didn't escape my notice that there was a certain hidden meaning to the title during the pandemic. The constancy of the day unfolding in the same way as the day oh, before unfolded. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a day there where it was about 98 degrees out and, you know, 120% humidity. And our air conditioner is incredibly loud. So, <laughs> and there was a Con Ed was changing out the gas lines out front, which was very loud. And there were trucks backing, backing up. Backing up. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so I would make a tape. And I said, that's it. I've got it. And I just got to the note that I thought I got on you. Beep, 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 beep. So and then that... I remember I was, uh, you know, doing my take, and then as soon as I stopped it, I would turn on the air conditioner for, you know, a minute and a half, and then turn it off and do the next take. <laughs> and um, it didn't hear anything at all. Pretty eventful. Yeah, next time we'll go to Antarctica and try. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it, was a, it was a wonderful project um, at a time when, you know, of course, it was pretty devastating that that the whole musical scene had shut down and all of our summer activities and concerts and teaching, everything was was canceled. And yet we had each other and Mike and I hadn't actually really played together in years because our lives, you know, we do different things musically. And um, so Allison, thank you to you because it was really your piece. And again, something about that title, I know, I know where the title comes from, but also just the constancy of of Mahani here <laughs> and being able to work together again was uh, was a real gift.
This is Constancy by Allison Nowak. Fantastic performance. I didn't hear any beep, beep, beep uh, in the piece, but I know exactly what they're talking about uh, since I record a podcast almost every week in New York City uh, and have recorded myself playing, et cetera, et cetera. So I well know the vicissitudes of recording uh, in the big city, even during COVID, uh, although it was a chance, I guess, for them to do a lot of the utility repairs they haven't done. Uh, at least I'm, I'm looking at it that way. Next up is a piece by Glenn Stallkop. It's called Restless in Loops, and he collaborated with cellist Sarah Walder, who is, uh, well, has spent COVID, at least, in the Netherlands. Tell me about the piece itself. Like, what will people that have never heard it before, what, what was the inspiration and what will people hear? Uh, well, Sarah was the inspiration. Uh, it's, it's for her. Um, and uh, especially the, I wrote her two pieces. Uh, one is uh, Restless uh, in Place, and then I wrote Restless in Loops because she's so good up at the loop station. And um, I've been thinking about writing for her, but I really didn't have an understanding of how it worked and everything. So I got, we, we cleared that up. And then uh, I tried to write the piece for Loop Station, and uh, it was a lot of fun. You used all the channels, but in the recording for the ACA, for Shelter Music, Sarah, you didn't actually use the loop station. I couldn't use the loop station because it needed to be too accurate. Um, what Glenn wrote is what he just described. Are the, first, the first and uh, the, the beginning and the end are two different tracks that go at different speeds. And so you get a continuously changing, shifting color. And it just wasn't possible to do that beautifully. So I actually pre-recorded that track and that was very, actually very exciting because I had to pre-record the loops before I'd ever really heard the piece. So it was, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that we are going to have some loops, right? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah. The whole piece is looped. <laughs> Good, okay, because it's called Restless and Loops. I mean, they're better. Absolutely, loops. absolutely. Many, many loops. <laughs> Did you, I mean, did you use a click track or how did you re record over yourself like that? Uh, I use a click track, yeah. And that's actually, I think, the, the first part, which I love because it is, it allows me when I play the solo part to be really, really expressive. But also I love it because I was stuck at home. And it was the first time for a really long time that I had the feeling that I could play something together. <laughs> And then the middle section um, has a very repetitive, very compelling loop. And it was really hard and very challenging and very fun, actually, to make that expressive when you never had a chance to escape the timing. <laughs> there, are, there are moments in that piece where, where the loops shut off and she plays by herself rather freely. So when you're doing a click track, you have to you have to do something with that time. And, and if you have to start up the click track again, I mean, how is that going to happen? So mm. that's, a, that, that's a difficult recording problem. It, it was hard. And I, another thing that was hard was um, it really, really is expressive what Glenn wrote. It has a huge amount of, I don't know, for me, emotional content and dynamic content and He's very precise about many things, and to do that, to do that in this context was actually really difficult. With the the click track made the the 
fact of the loop even more like you couldn't escape it <laughs> and then to continue to be expressive over that that compelling click track and loop <laughs> was really hard and really really fun if i may say so thank you glenn yeah really it was such a such a pleasure to have something so interesting to work on Thank you.
It's a great piece overall, but those final chords really get to me. I don't know, those those pizzicato chords at the end of the piece, I absolutely love it. Uh, that's Sarah Walder on cello. She's in the Netherlands, and uh, that's a recording that she did of Restless in Loops, a piece by Glenn Stolkop. And we heard a little bit about their collaboration, uh, about how it came together. He wrote it for her loop station, but then it was, uh, wasn't quite right for that. So she had to kind of put those loops together manually, which, uh, you know, good thing she had some time on her hands because that would have been a process. Uh, fantastic piece, again, Restless in Loops by Glenn Stalkop. And the music that I'm playing on the program today is coming from Shelter Music. This is a project of the American Composers Alliance. And if you don't know uh, ACA, they're a fantastic organization. They were started by some huge names in classical music in this country, uh, like Aaron Copland and uh, Colin McPhee, Marion Bauer, uh, many others. 
And their mission carries on today. In fact, they have archived more than 13,000 scores uh, by over 300 composers and counting. And they continue to publish music of American composers, to commission music of American composers, and to work with performers throughout the world uh, to present and promote the music of American composers. So uh, great job, <laughs> ACA, needless to say. And uh, this project, Shelter Music, uh, was something that I was really happy to uh, curate recently, and now I'm featuring some of this music on Relevant Tones. Next up is a piece called On Balance by Ed Jacobs, and uh, he worked with uh, two violinists, a married couple, Ran Chang and Elliot Heaton. Uh, I got to talk with all three of them, and uh, Ed had some very beautiful birds in the background. Oh, On Balance was a piece uh, commissioned by a, uh, a new music festival in the uh, Amherst, Massachusetts area, uh, what's called the Five Colleges New Music Festival. Um, and they, the, it, it's run by um, uh, Elizabeth Chang, a violinist who teaches at UMass, and Sal Machia, a composer and bassist at UMass, and, and other people at other campuses among the five colleges, they all collaborate. Um, but uh, Sal and Elizabeth uh, and Liz reached out and asked me to write a piece for that could be played by advanced college players, uh, university students, um, and that uh, was for two violins, a short piece. Of course, Elliot and Rand are, are far beyond those capabilities uh, and brought a tremendous amount of nuance to it, which uh, I, I'm so glad this was the first time I'd heard it. <laughs> We went to school together and, and we've been living together for a long time, but we kind of played in our own separate groups and um, tried to keep that, try to keep that separate from our, from our marriage. Um, but when we got stuck in here together with COVID, all of our concerts got canceled. Um, both of our orchestras stopped uh, and all orchestras, uh, you know, canceled all of their performances. So here we were in our apartment with our cats, you know, and so with that gave it, and we said, if we're ever going to play together, now is the time, right? We're not, we got no one else to play with. It's hard to think of things to practice when you don't know when your next performance is. Last time I heard, seriously heard Elliot play um, was when we were both in school and um, we were in the same studio in both in the college and in grad school. And um, this was, and then we got different jobs and we were in different groups. And this was the first time I feel like I really uh, see, oh, how this person works as a musician. And it was, um, it was a great experience. What you just described is really fascinating to me. And I, I, I don't know, it's a sentimental side of me maybe, but I'm thrilled to have been a part of you two getting reacquainted in, in that way. I mean, it's a really cool story you just told. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ren Chang and Elliot Heaton performing On Balance by Ed Jacobs. Uh, a lovely story, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'm going to turn to a, uh, a clarinet piece, a solo clarinet piece. And uh, if you listen to Relevant Tones, you know that uh, I, I shy away from solo works. Uh, I just, I, I personally feel that uh, they can be uh, hard for the composer to pull off. Um, but uh, in this case, uh, the piece is called Six Miniatures for B-flat Clarinet by Alan Blank. And, well, I think he, I think he pulled it off. Um, they're, they're really full, unusually full for solo pieces, and they, they hinted an almost orchestral kind of texture. Uh, at any rate, here is Bixby Kennedy to perform Six Miniatures for B-flat Clarinet by Alan Blank. Uh, unfortunately, Alan Blank is no longer with us, so I wasn't able to chat with him. Uh, but this is part of the Shelter Music Project. Thank <laughs> you. 
All right, one of the few solo pieces that I've featured in uh, almost 300 episodes <laughs> of Relevant Tones. Well, we did we did do a whole episode called uh, Going Solo, uh, but that was a live show, so that was a little bit different. Uh, anyway, that's a great piece. Six Miniatures for B-flat Clarinet by Alan Blank. We heard Bixby Kennedy, who is a wonderful uh, clarinetist. He played live on a Relevant Tones show that we did at uh, Lincoln Center uh, a few years back, Vanishing City. Uh, it was a really fun show, so it's been great to uh, be in touch with Bixby and, and great to see him again, even if only via Zoom. We have time for one more piece, and uh, it, it's a quite a thoughtful and introspective work for solo cello called Elegy of the Aremocene. And if you don't know what Aremocene is, well, that makes two of us, or at least I didn't know <laughs> until uh, I did this. The piece is by Robert Scott Thompson, and the cellist is Craig Holtgren. So here they are to chat with me about the inspiration for the piece and uh, putting the whole thing together. The way I got involved with the Schechter project is that I, um, knowing that I would have a fair amount of time on my hands, I offered them some support service for uh, that the entire project in the sense of doing some audio restoration and mastering work for the pieces that were coming in to be part of the opus of the shelter project. And um, at the same time, I, I was working on a chamber work. And um, out of this chamber work, uh, I got interested in doing a solo cello work, uh, this kind of a derivative work from that chamber work. And I just sent it to them and said, I've just done this. And since they published my music, the idea was to publish the the score so that uh, Telus could find it. And uh, out off the presses, I uh, sent it over to Craig. And I, I didn't really send it to Craig with the idea that he was going to um, get around to playing it now or really ever. Um, and I was uh, sort of you know, shocked and delighted simultaneously that he, um, 
put this uh, together and put it on video and, and so artfully. Um, I just wanted him to have the score in the first case. He's one of the great theorists of biology. And he is um, the person who coined the term biophilia, um, which Bjork used as a title of one of her projects, and also coined the term um, eremosine, the age of loneliness. Um, and uh, that got me uh, sort of focused on uh, figuring out how I might respond to the pandemic and being in a state of isolation. And, um, and then the notion of the elegy seemed to be uh, prominent in my thinking, you know, that this is a kind of solemn perspective and one of, of um, concern. Um, expressed in this piece. I had a couple of ideas about it also. I wanted to do um, a cello work that didn't have very much bells and whistles in it. It was really about the tone of the instrument and really about traditional styles of playing. In order to play it, you know, in, in, in a Boulezian fashion, one has to subdivide each one of those little 16th notes at uh, uh, 120 BPM. Um, and, and that's hard. And so um, while it appears that this is a, 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 a marvelous um, introspective insight into, uh, into loneliness for a performer, it's just mind-boggling active counting. <laughs> and then on top of it, it's all soft. And every phrase has its own unique individual dynamic contour wonderful shades of soft and pastel softer and then distancing further away from that even and softer um and then you know large chunks that you know that's silence but you know those silence aren't generic you know uh, two bars and out there there are these uh, syncopated uh, time field uh, stochastic uh, equations and constructions and uh, you know one is just uh, ticking 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 all the way through um, it's a remarkable creation, um, and uh, I'm 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 as happy to see it. I'm happy to uh, play it, and record it, and uh, we we need to get it out in the world.
Really haunting work for solo cello. Beautiful, beautiful music. That's Elegy of the Aremesine by Robert Scott Thompson and uh, performed by Greg Holtgren, who now lives on a farm in Iowa. And so he bills himself as the farmer cellist, uh, which, which I like a lot. Uh, Craig has done a lot of uh, great recordings of contemporary music during COVID. He was very busy, put out dozens of uh, different videos. And that is one of them for the Shelter Music Project, put on by the American Composers Alliance. Again, I was happy to have curated all of this music for a special presentation they did uh, last week on YouTube. If you want to hear any more of the pieces, there are dozens of them. They're at composers.com. They have that URL, <laughs> composers.com for the American Composers Alliance. For Relevant Tones, I'm Seth Bostead. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>